Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wrestle, 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 hard. Wrestle, 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 hard. Wrestle, 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 hard. Midsummer Mindset Training with Wrestling Mindset. Welcome back to Mindset Monday. Gene and Jeff Eddie, your coast-to-coast mindset coaches from Wrestling Mindset. Wrestling-specific sports psychology program designed to help individuals and teams overcome their mental blocks and win. We're in the post-Fargo period. We want to help you get to the next level. Get you ready. September's right around the corner, which means the season's right around the corner. Summer training makes winter champions. That's right. It's not time to let off the gas. Right. There's always that we could relax and recover, but at the same time, continue to get better. So right now we are Fargo is just ending right now. I think we're finishing up Greco maybe today or tomorrow. And it's it's a long week of wrestling. You see, there's a lot of wrestlers. I think I read there's over six thousand competitors at Fargo. Just crazy. You just see some of these brackets, 256 wrestlers. Shout out to Gavin Drexler. He just took seventh All-American junior freestyle um, seventh place, I believe he was eight and two. Had some great matches. I know he lost a close one, two one, uh, fought back. It's um, it takes it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of a lot a really good mindset to be an All American at Fargo. This is this is no joke. So obviously we talked about last week Fargo mindset tips that you don't want to make it into a bear, but the reality is it is a challenging tournament. <laughs> you don't want to focus on that, but if you come away on the podium at Fargo, that's a big deal. Oh yeah. Oh, and we, we know a lot of really good wrestlers that wrestled with us with Team New Jersey back in 2000, between 2001 and 2004. And there were a lot of studs who didn't place at all. That's right. So there's a lot of wrestling mindset clients on the podium and will be on the podium, you know, in Greco as well. So shout out to our wrestlers who are working hard and giving themselves a chance to get on that podium. Right. you got to win. We say it a lot that you have to win twice. You have to win in your preparation and then you have to win in your performance. You can't just do one or the other. You got to prepare right, give yourself to earn the right to win, and then you have to perform. I don't care how good you are. If you don't perform well, 
you're not going to win. Definitely not at that level. That's right. So let's jump into it. Yeah, so we're talking about the performance pyramid. So I'll share my screen here and we'll pull that up. We've been talking about this a good amount lately. And I think this is just a cool graphic, um, a really important piece for people to understand. So let, let me know when you can see the performance pyramid here. I think we got it now. Are we showing? There it is. Let's enhance that. All right, so let's, I'll, I'll zoom in. It's not the best. This must be a picture of a picture or something like that. But all right, tell Salster, so, where did you pull this from first, Gene? I believe this is from the Gray Cook functional movement screen. Okay. Yeah, basically he broke down performance into. And what year? What year is this? Is this 2013? I don't know. Sometime, sometime around then, probably before then. But it's when when you look at it, it's really not um, it's not that groundbreaking when you when you think about it. I was just looking at a at a at an old Soviet book for gymnastics, and it's 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 not like they didn't have this expressed in some other different way. So it's not like it's no new information. It was just um when Grave Cook was putting together his functional movement screen, which is excellent stuff. He um. He put it into pyramid format, which was very helpful. I like I like this format. So if you look at the bottom, the baseline of the pyramid, not surprising, it's mindset. In other words, if your mind isn't there, if you're not going to be compliant, if you're not going to be consistent, if you're not going to be motivated to work, you're not going to improve your body. So mindset has to be the base of the pyramid. And remember, mathematically, a pyramid is only as high as its base is wide. So you'll never reach the maximum altitude if your foundation isn't wide. So setting a solid foundation, and that's why mindset precedes everything. So that is number one. Next, you look at the, the next tier up, you see, what does it say? Mobility, stability, movement mobility, patterns. Mobility, stability, and, and fundamental movement patterns. Right, and this is the basis of the, of the functional movement screen. And there's other great tools out, the, out there um, for, for this, evaluating the body. Basically, what, it, what it's saying is mobility and stability, that's the foundation. If you're not mobile, and you're not stable, you can't even talk about strength, you can't talk about sports skill, and, and import, importantly, you can't build function on top of dysfunction. We could even say that better. It's, it's, it's suboptimal to build function on top of dysfunction because the reality is most people do build function on top of dysfunction, and the problem there is that's when we get set up to be hurt. That's where we overcompensate. The secondary muscles start doing what the primary muscles are supposed to be doing. We get sloppy with our technique. We're not mechanically sound. So you need a solid mobility and stability foundation as far as um, things physical. They've done studies with different uh, professional football teams, and they found that people who had low scores on the functional movement screen, they were much more likely to get hurt. High scores, because high scores were bad. No, 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 no low scores. And then if they, once they got high scores on the functional movement screen, then there was a lot less injuries. And we know sports, I mean, Jeff, we just talked about this. Sports is more than just competing. You're looking at this in terms of health, wellness, fitness, and long-term. Right? And we talk about injuries in the body. You just got right. surgery. Well, yeah, let's, let's get, keep going through the, you know, the general um, rundown of this. And then we could, we, could, we could dive into each one a little bit deeper. Speed, power, next on the list. Of course, you're building that basis of, um, of athleticism. And then at the top of the pyramid would be sports skill. And what are most parents focused on and most coaches? 
You got it. The sports skill. Keep teaching them the moves. They got to learn more moves. I mean, you're a rec coach. What are these ridiculous parents always saying to you? Well, that that would be the problem. So I'll go back to I'm, I'm helping coach U8 softball right now, and I'm asked. They're like, well, you know, the, the team needs the team needs mindset. The team needs mindset. We got to we got to and then we got to help them learn. They got to learn all these skills. The problem is very clearly, and which I'd imagine is with most under eight athletes, they're still at the, the base of the pyramid. They're still learning work ethic, right? They're just really starting to learn work ethic and motivation, emotional stability, right? Coachability, ambition. You know, there's no question about it. They're at the bottom of the pyramid and that's okay. They're young, right? You, you should be. <laughs> I wouldn't expect you to be at the top of the pyramid you when see. you're eight. The challenge for a coach challenge for a coach if you're a travel coach right you're gonna have to teach him some softball right if you're the softball coach he can't come in and just focus in on the three blocks before in the pyramid he's gonna have to teach him some softball the challenge is you do have to understand at least practically some of these different steps that are important because you could teach him all the sports skill but the girl's in the outfield crying because she's too hot or you know, we're throwing our, our helmet because we, we struck out, you know, and these things, again, they're going to happen when people are younger. That's part of the process, but we have to develop that. So when we, you know, when he asked about teaching them about mindset, I'm thinking about, well, go back to the beginning. Why do people, I go back to the, um, I think we posted this a few episodes ago. Why do athletes play sports, right? And the number one reason is to have fun. Fun has to be built into it, right? You have to build sports skill. We have to learn how to play softball. But we know that at the bottom of the pyramid, you know, why we play sports, number one reason is because it's fun. So fun is not built into it. So you could teach them all the sports skill, but if they're not having fun, it's meaningless because they're not going to want to do it. They're not going to focus. They're not going to come back next year. They might not even come back next week. It's going to be hard to get them into practice the next day, possibly. So fun has to be built into it. And then the other thing when I think about it mentally is that the number two reason people play sports is to see improvements. Right. The good thing about sports is you can easily see different ways that you're improving. I'm catching the ball better. I'm throwing it more accurately. I'm hitting the ball better. I'm hitting it further. You know, I'm hitting with some more power. Uh, I'm learning where I'm supposed to throw the ball if there's, you know, a person on first and second and the ball gets hit to me. Right. So I'm, I'm, I have to focus on um, how they're developing. So, so in other words, when I'm asked what, what could we be doing mentally for the athletes, I'm thinking, Number one, how do we make this fun for them? Because a lot of them are not having fun. Again, not necessarily the coach's fault. Some people might just not like softball, right? No matter how good of a coach you are, not everyone likes every sport. But that's got to be something that's built into every practice and every game. I think they do a better job because they have different, different songs they're singing during the game. You don't see that in practice. In practice, it's all business, but that fun has to be built into it. Number two, they got to be seeing the improvement areas. So one of the things that we did is we went around and we actually talked about to each athlete separately, you know, in, in a minute or so, what are they improving on? And you try to show them as specific as possible because kids are smart. If you tell them you're hitting the ball better, but they struck out the last 10 times, they're not going to believe you, right? They, they understand that. So it's the more specific you could be, the better, whether it's, you know, they're running, they're, they're running faster to the base, they're hustling more. They're attacking the ball. They're hitting better. They're swinging harder. Their batting stance is better. Um, whatever that, whatever that may be, you focus on what specifically they're doing well, and then you feel good about yourself. 
And, you know, again, you're more likely to, to want to do that sport because you go back to the research, having fun and improving different areas is the main two reasons why, why young kids will play sports. So it's just build, building that into building that into the foundation. And then the one other thing I think about is just having having heroes. We joke around about that sometimes. These kids just need to have heroes. And that's important. It's like they need role models because they see this girl is a great softball player in town or in the state. Or for my kid, he sees Joey Ortega from, from A.L. Johnson in Clark, New Jersey, having success as a sophomore. He looks up to him. He, he wants to do what Joey Ortega is doing. So you have to have these heroes, these role models, both, I think, both locally and then at, at the highest level. Right? It might not be enough just to see that you know, in wrestling, Dan Gable or John Smith or Kyle Dake and Jordan Burroughs, because we're so far from that, you know, we, we probably don't see them on a regular basis. We don't interact with them. But Joey Ortega, the star of the team, the Clark, New Jersey, you know, you see him at practice. You know, you see him at the Wawa down the street. Right. This is someone that you're seeing on a regular basis. So you can relate to them a little bit more. Yeah. When we say joke around about heroes. We, we laugh about it because they ask Louis Simmons, God rest his soul. He, they asked him about why why America doesn't have good weightlifters as opposed to powerlifters. And he said, heroes. He said, who are our heroes? You don't have heroes. So we laughed just because it was Louis, yeah, sure. Louis saying that in his mad scientist way. But we're dead serious about the heroes. You need to have them. And it doesn't even matter. They might not necessarily even be like a parent might think it's got to be an Olympic champ or it's got to be a national champ. When we were younger. We looked up to a lot of local high school kids that were not nearly as good as Joey Ortega who made the States. We made guys who were just like local toughies where they seemed tough to us. But we looked up to a lot of those guys when we were because we were just in, you know, fourth, fifth grade. We're like, wow, he's a high school varsity wrestler. Well, yeah. all three of us wrestled in college. We were and we had a, we were looking at a high school wrestler. So that's a big deal. Uh, yeah. Yep. Now, I was going to say, don't don't ask, don't underestimate the local athlete who's who's doing a good job. And you want to find people that are living a good lifestyle, too. You don't want to just find you want to point to the guy that's working hard, living a good lifestyle, going to mass. Right. The people that are. You know, so you want them to emulate. You want your kid to emulate not just their their wrestling success. So you try to find people that are, you know, good good family people, church going athletes, people that are have seem like they have things in perspective. And but don't underestimate the local athlete. It doesn't have to be Jordan Burroughs, although he's a great ambassador and role model for the sport. You know, there's there's people locally that can have an impact like that as well. And the last point I'll make with that, which is an important point, we just did a great coaches certification the other week, and we did uh, two two nights, about two hours each, or something like that, and just unbelievable. And with the first night was conceptual, the second night was practical. Both are important. When we provide these models, these graphs, these pyramids, this falls more under conceptual. Okay, the, you need both. You need to have both. There's a lot of scientists out there. We're very good conceptually, but they don't they don't they can't put the shoe leather on it. They can't make it very practical. There are other people who focus so much on the practical. They don't zoom out and say, why am I doing what am I what I'm doing? Am I am I doing this efficiently, economically and for the long term? So when we look at this performance pyramid, we're looking at the long term. If you're a coach out there, if you're a parent, the big question you need to you need to ask is, are you are you looking for long term success or short term success for your kid? That's an important one. Really think about that. Are you really after them being number one on their team when they're eight years old, 12 years old? Or do you want them to be successful in high school, get a college scholarship, and even be a star in college? Some sports even go pro. 
We're Olympics in this in the case of wrestling. If that's the case, you really need to look at things a little bit different than most people. When you're just focusing on that sports skill, like you said, the, the main goal is to is to build them up long term and keep their body healthy. You, know, you just got surgeries. My shoulders hurt a lot. Of the, my knees, I can't do certain. I can't really wrestle much because my knees are hurting now. I'm, you know, 38. It's not that old. I should be able to get on the mat more than more than I do. So you're looking at the long term um, skills. You look about skill development. And I go back to Valentin. If you look at our series on Instagram, our wrestling mindset Instagram page, he makes the kids learn. He has the kids learning skill by playing games. So they're having fun and they don't really know exactly what they're doing. It's like it's like a fun version of Karate Kid Part One, Karate Kid One, Mr. Miyagi wax on, wax off. Daniel Son was having no fun painting the house, painting the floor, sanding the fence, wax on, wax off. He wasn't having fun. What Valentin's doing is games that they're having fun and they're learning skills and they're not getting confused thinking about these little technical points. And then in that in that vein now, so now we're getting conceptual down to the very practical. I go to what we just spoke about before with Frank Molinero's kids, who's an Olympian, his wife is a great gymnast, and 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 they're and the kids are doing these unbelievable um, feats of strength. Uh, I saw a front handspring off the couch. Yeah, and don't do this if you don't if you don't have a um, a mom who's a high level gymnast. I guess Spencer Lee was able to do it too, right? No, but the, but things like that. Uh, what they credit it towards is one of the things they said is base wrestling. Shout out to Andy Rovat. And Jake Herbert. That's something everyone should be checking out. They have great videos on this. Uh, not only did I put a playlist for for myself for the videos for for my kids selfishly and for your kids, they um, I also printed out what are the progressions when a kid is developing in skills. A quick break from today's podcast. Wrestling season is here. Wrestling Mindset is the number one wrestling specific program anywhere in the world. This season, make sure to work with a wrestling mindset coach to get the mental edge so that you could build confidence, stay motivated, and bring out your best when it means the most. Wrestling Mindset works with hundreds of wrestlers and teams each year. We have a special offer this season for our podcast listeners. Go to our website at wrestlingmindset.com, click on the free trial session, type your name and information. In the last section, you'll see additional information. Type in podcast discount. Wrestlers will receive a $100 discount and teams will have a $200 discount for any team program. Again, go to WrestlingMindset.com, click on the free trial session, type in podcast discount under additional information. Wrestlers will receive a $100 discount in their first month, and teams will receive a $200 discount in any team program. Get the mental edge today. Now back to our podcast. They're feeling that improvement, right? It's not necessarily, in other words, most people are focusing on the improvement in terms of wins or losses or a baseball game. I was, I was 0 for 4 this game. Oh, this game I was 2 for 4. And this game I was 3 for 4. That's It, it could be chunked down even more than that so we're not focusing on the outcome or the stats. That's the problem. Most people are viewing progression in terms of did they make the, the all-star team? What are their stats? What is their record? And that's not really the way to do it. It's skill development. In, in baseball, if the, kid, if the kid can field a ground ball, you know, 8 times out of 10, or, you know, from oh, start real low, say they can only field the two times out of 10 and they move up to four on a consistent basis. They're 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 acquiring that skill. And then and then there's the throw to first base, the shortstop. OK, how many times do you field it? How many times can you throw it cleanly to first base? So you're basing the success on skills and not necessarily in a game. 
because again, a game, the ball is only hit to you so frequently. You could get a lot more done in practice. You could learn a lot more about what your skill level is in practice in a lot of situations because you could, you could test better than a game. Yep. So I have, I have a couple of thoughts on the second part of that pyramid, mobility, stability. So Gene mentioned I had my second knee surgery in, in two years and I've been going to physical therapist. My friend, shout out to Dr. Jesse Sattler. He's been helping me a ton with both, both of my knees and my shoulder. So we've just been talking about this a lot more, the, the functional movement, mo mobility, stability. And it, it makes me think about, you know, I, th I think about my kids more long-term, right? Like I, I see a lot of wrestlers that, you know, have young kids and they're, you know, they're doing all kinds of knee pounds and penetration steps when they're, when they're young. And, you know, I get it. That's how we learn. That's how most people learn, right? A lot of great coaches will teach that understandably, but then you think, you think about the injuries, you think about the, the chances of having knee injuries when you're doing knee pounds from five, six, seven years old. And then you look at some of the, what the Russians do. You know, we, we did the whole series with, um, with Valentin and he says like, he doesn't want them hitting their knees until they're how old? Like not nine. Yeah. Very, very old. <laughs> at least, at least nine. And, you know, you think about that just in terms of mobility, stability, injuries, injury prevention, you know, Bo just out. Bogar said the same thing. Our secrets of Soviet sports training. They put Bogar and Valentin are on the same page. This is the Eastern Bloc model that most people aren't doing here. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's, you just see, I don't know. You see the, the drop steps and the knee pounds. Like that has it. That first of all, it's, it's we learned from Valentin, right? That it's tough because your your proportions in your body make it tougher when you're younger, and you start to create. You can create some bad habits, but at the same time, I just look at it in terms of injury. And we're just talking about this like it's it's just important because once you have, you know, dislocating shoulder, you know, meniscus problems, it has an impact. Not that you can't come back and have success. We've seen it. You know, we've done it to a certain extent. We've seen athletes that have had shoulder surgeries and come back. But you definitely want to prevent that because that that is a big challenge to come back after after some of these injuries. So you want to make sure you're doing things smart and, you, you know, in terms of starting at the right time and then at the same time, um, having that injury prevention, you know, taking physical therapy serious. Um, I'm trying to get Dr. Jesse to open up a place here. I was like, I, it'd be something that'd just be built into your training going once, once a week. You know, even, even if you are pretty healthy, stay healthy. You know, I think about going back to an injury I had in seventh grade where I first tore my meniscus. And then for years after that, I changed the way I, I lined up in, in the bottom position, right? Referee's position. I shifted and, and because of that, my tibia, you know, the bone, it's just like it, it, it naturally shifts in because years of doing that in wrestling. And it's like if that was taken care of right away in seventh grade, not only do you have some more success, but you're in less pain and you're just more functional as you're older. So you're less likely to have these knee surgeries when I'm, you know, 35 years old, had a surgery 34, 35. And, and that's not a, that's not a fun thing when you're worried about putting too much mileage in running or you know, too much impact on your, on your knees because, you know, you've had these injuries. So that stuff becomes important, not just for your success in your sport, but, but long-term as well. Right. And, and Dr. Jesse Sattler, he's working with a lot of top wrestlers in New Jersey too, including a lot of Blair guys. And we've, we've had different situations. Blair, another, another Penn wrestler right now. Yep. Yep. So he's, he's the real deal. So check him out. Uh, do you see my five laws of strength training up here? Yeah. La last thing I was just going to say, cause you talked about, um, learning through through play right we're, we're playing games but we're learning different skills while we're playing games and i think the best coaches are very good at doing that 
And I actually just reached out to another former Penn wrestler, Paul Pazoka. And I was asking him, you know, my, I have younger kids, eight, six, five, three, you know, what should they be doing for academically? So he owns Ivy Master Learning Center. He's a tutor, SAT prep, tutoring. And he's been doing that for the last, I think, over 20 years. And I remember when he came into our wrestling club, CJ Wrestling, uh, with Gene Lazark, and he showed us some technique. We kind of built a relationship from there. And he was saying that, I said, what should the kids be doing during the summer? And he said, he said for the six, five, three, eight-year-old, he said, learning through play. Taking advantage of any hands-on learning through the summer is great. Lots of townships have low-cost programs for kids in the summer and throughout the school year. Throwing in a general standardized test prep book here and there is secondary, but not a bad idea. So everyone's thinking about the test prep, and he's saying that's not a bad idea, but it's secondary. So if you look at the pyramid, it's the same thing. It's like we're, you're, you're learning coachability, um, being, you know, being coachable at school, um, having that ambition, the work ethic, but then learning through play. So it's, that's got to be fun, too. Otherwise, kids are not going to want to go to the tutor. You know, they're not going to want to pay attention. Even though you have to go to school, they're not going to put in the same mm -hmm. effort. So it's just, I just thought it was pretty funny. He's saying the same thing from with academics that we are through wrestling and sports, which isn't really funny. It makes sense. It's the it's the basics. Um, it's just fundamentals that usually apply to almost everything. Yeah, and that's why. Shout out Paul Pazoka, Ivy Master Learning Center. He's located in, uh, I believe, Old Bridge, New Jersey. So check them out as well. Right, and that's why a lot of times you'll hear, you'll hear, well, first, let me get through this. You see the five laws of strength training? Yes, yep. Just notice. Well, this is from Tudor Obampa, who is an Olympian rower, uh, um, an Olympian rower himself, and he also trained multiple Olympic and world medalists. This is the father of periodization training. Okay, and note, notice numbers one, two, and four: develop joint flexibility, develop tendon strength, develop stabilizers. What's that? That's mobility, and 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 even core strength. You could say number three too, because that's mobility and stability. Rules number one through four. He doesn't even talk about training muscles until number five. And, and even there, he's saying training movements, not individual muscles. So it's so it's a big deal. But again, the concepts, the philosophy is so important. You really need to get that down. And you know this as a coach and a parent already. You always say, you know, fundamentals, fundamentals, build a solid foundation. But you don't necessarily apply it yourself when you. And it's because it's easy for us to overlook it. I, you know, we do we do that too. But you know, this is why you know if people are asking us questions, and this is why having a mindset coach is great. We're getting at the deeper level issues. Some people say, well, can I see this movie, right? And it's like, we're very rarely saying, yes, you could see this movie. No, you can't see this movie in terms of telling them what to do. It's, but it's more like, well, why do you want to see a movie? Like there's so you know, why do you want to take two hours out of your time to go see a movie when there's so much you could be doing, whether in terms of religion, in terms of education, in terms of sports, like, or, or like, you know, you know, having a hobby, it's like, well, you can have a hobby, but why would you want to have a hobby with so many things to improve? Now, it doesn't mean that like you can't blow off some steam in terms of like every now and then you play some video games every now and then you see a movie. But ultimately, it's like, why do you do the things that you do? That's concepts. That's philosophy. That's the theory behind it. If you're just focusing on can I do this? Yes. Can I do this? No. You might be missing the point, like what's what's going on behind the scenes. And that's what a mindset coach would help you with. That's why you want your kids and your team to have a mindset coach to really get at the heart of these things. What's actually going on? Are you training hard? Are you training smart? You can watch these podcasts all you want. And it's great. But unless you're actually applying this, you're taking solid concepts and bringing that right into practice that's based on these concepts. 
it's going to be hard for you to do on your own. And that's literally what we do. So let us help you. Let us make your job easier. Yeah, we're, try we're trying to help you make sure that you make the most important thing the most important thing. And then, of course, the second rule, be at the right place at the right time, doing the right thing. And then you're in great shape. <laughs> and then you're in great shape. Exactly. I guess the only thing we didn't really hit on is strength and power. I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. You know, strong people. Uh, yeah. Well, no, I would say that the thing that what happens is usually that you build the second block before the third block. Right. It's like people are or people are building the third block. They're thinking just about strength and conditioning. They go right to a strength coach rather than building that mobility. Like I said, it's like when, when you have an injury or something, you know, like some kind of dysfunction there, you have to make sure you correct that before you just put strength and muscle on top of that injury. Right. So, so I think there's a lot and we could do another series on, on that. We could do another podcast on the strength conditioning. But I think those are things that are talked about much more common than than step two in that pyramid. And that's yeah. why maybe we glossed over it. Yeah, because because in America, we have more of a bodybuilding mentality towards it's like, OK, you have your workouts. Now you have to get a lift in. And you don't want to just look at it as a lift. It's this is your strength training, which includes your tendon strength, which includes your mobility and stability. I mean, that's the foundation. In other words, if you're not if the if the bot, if if whatever the lower level on the pyramid is, if that's not supporting what you're doing on the higher levels, you don't do that. It, it all has to be aligned. And with the strength and power, that's why, again, when you when we did our Soviet sports series, all the coaches said the same thing. They, they were talking about having a baseline of athleticism, strength, power, and flexibility, which is why all of them recommended at age five years old or so, um, up and even going a little bit older, gymnastics. It's the foundation for everything. It's, it's, it's easier to make a, a wrestler. It's easier to make an athlete a wrestler rather than to make a wrestler an athlete, which is why a lot of times you do see a lot of high school wrestlers who are very skilled and they're not the least bit athletic. Well, now imagine if they had the athletic foundation and the wrestling was built on top of that. So that's really when they're talking about power and strength. It's not just like having these hulking muscles and that kind of thing. It's, it, it's really that functional strength, the functional power that pertains to the sport. Yep. Yeah, and I, I just think way more people should be utilizing a physical therapist. <laughs> right. It's like and that and someone who's looking at the FMS screening, you know, that's when you think about it, it's like for a wrestler, it's like or gym, it's almost any athlete that should be mandatory at least once a once a year where you're being assessed for that to make sure that you're not, you know, just building on top of some kind of dysfunction. You know, it's just it's funny. Almost everyone will have some kind of strength training or strength coach, but very few people will utilize a physical therapist, you know, unless it's a short time after an injury. And it's like that should be more of I'm not saying you have to go to them because, yes, it, it could get expensive, but you should be learning from them and building that into your training. So it's not just squat, deadlift, bench. There should be built in some of the things you learn from physical therapy into your into your weekly training plan. That's one of the things that we're doing right now with my new injuries. We're built. All right. How do I build this into my my weight training, my strength training right now? As opposed to, all right, get back to strength training and forget about physical therapy until the next injury. That would be the wrong way to approach it. Right. We did a great show on this with John Quinn. Um, if you if you go on our Winning Mindset page, John Quinn on joint training for performance and long-term health. Again, Westside Barbell uses him. He's a neuromuscular therapist. Um, functional range release and active release therapy talks about because. Uh, the functional movement screen is not the only assessment tool out there. It is a great tool, but there's other things. The point is, it's it's in your mind. You are looking at 
mobility and, stabil and stability as a basis for your strength, conditioning, and sports. What did Kale Sanderson say? When we worked with um, we, we were talking a lot with uh, Sean Contos, who was the strength coach at Penn State for a while, who Kale brought along with him from Iowa State. And, and what did Sean say? He said, Kale said, no injuries in the weight room. As basic as it sounds. I mean, really think about that for a moment. Let that set in. No injuries in the weight room. In other words, the weight room should be building you up, not slowing you down. You don't, you don't, you're not going for necessarily a certain number at risking yourself being getting hurt or lifting a certain weight because you see bodybuilders do it. So being smart when you're, when you're doing all this. So hopefully you don't have to get to a physical therapist if you're doing, and that's what John Quint was talking about here, that if you're doing things for your joints, for your tendons, you might not even have to see a physical therapist. Not that that's the goal. If you're hurt, if things are out of, out of whack, or even possibly just getting an evaluation, it would be good to go. And certainly if you, if you got hurt, but you might not even have to spend that much time there if you're training efficiently and, econ and economically and, and smart, really. That's right. All right, I guess the last thing you want to touch on, we're always looking for more good mindset coaches. We are at almost 100 people now, our team. Winning Mindset has... We're at 97 right now. So who's going to be number who's going to be number 100? We want to see we get with three more people and we have a team of 100 people, which is unbelievable. It's um it's always been a dream of ours to to grow this thing bigger and bigger. We'll get there. We'll get there, but why shouldn't you be the 100th person? You or one of your friends or family members. We're always looking for great mentors, people who are looking to make a difference in other people's lives. There's different ways you could get involved. You could be a mindset coach or you could be speaking at different play at different clubs. And, and, and different camps. Uh, we're always looking for good speakers and good team mindset coaches. So let us know if you, a loved one, a family member, a friend, if anyone's interested. We want people who care, people who see the importance of mindset, and people want, who want to make a difference. So we always say winning mindset, wrestling mindset is changing lives. And if, the, if that's something you want to do, someone else, just let us know. Get right. I was just saying, we, we, just had a business, we just had a business meeting before that. Hence the attire here. And um, I think we had seven, seven presentations this week. So that means that at least one a day we had. We had one a day in the last week. And that's, this is while Fargo is going on. So it's like there's other people that are not wrestling at Fargo. And there's wrestling mindset coaches throughout the country that are speaking to the, to the athletes, the coaches, and the parents. And, you know, helping them bring out their best. So if you want to be a mindset presenter, mindset coach for teams or individuals, make sure to reach out to us. Mindset at zwinningmindset.com. And we remind you, as always, that whether it's wrestling, any other sport, school, or life, mindset makes the difference. We'll see you next time. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.